Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's going on, everybody? Pat DeVere here, and we are back again. The time has come to crown the winner of Sasha Colby's Drag Race. And oddly enough, it was Sasha Colby. Anyway, we are here. It is another recap episode. I have convened the Council of Jameses. For one last time to talk about season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race, the U.S. flagship series. And I am joined by the Jameses. From the West Coast, we have got Brian. I thought we were the Bene Jamesarit. I thought that's what we decided. Y'all did. I just call you the Council of Jameses because I have no clue what the Bene Jamesarit is. It's okay, Pat. It's It's fine. <laughs> You're just uncultured. I mean, not something that hasn't been said before, so I'll take it. <laughs> but yes, we have Brian, we've got Jamie. Hello. Do you remember, folks, be like Jamie. Go buy your Flame on Swag at, uh, from our, our website, flameonshow.com. Still terrible and advice. Jo- <laughs> What's that? Still terrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till I put it on a shirt. Well, then I'll have to buy one of those. <laughs> even if even if that's the only one that we sell, it'll be totally worth it. Uh, and joining me, not from my apartment in Chicago, but also residing in Chicago, we have James. Hello there, beautiful humans. And so clear and crisp and and sparkly on um that that microphone that you're using in the true spirit of the actual benny james writ i am using the voice (laughs) hey oh my god (laughs) it still sounds better than Uh, what they did in the movie (laughs) now Give me the water. That's reminding me of uh, the clips that I, I started seeing of uh, Anitra apparently has like a almost a Valley Girl-esque voice that she would do on set. And it was it very much like what James just did. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> Anywho, so we are here. Uh, we did a preseason 
chat and conversation about season 15, our thoughts on the cast announcement, the promo, how we thought the season was going to go. We gave our predictions for the top four. Um, I'm pretty sure we all pretty much nailed it. Um, there might have been some additional Irene love that um, unfortunately was wasted after episode two. I, but... I transferred my my Irene love to, to Lucy. So uh, see how far that got me. <laughs> let loose. I said let loose. Oh, my God. I can't get that out of my head someday. It's it, None it's, of us can. Oh, my God. <laughs> Best uh, STD, socially transmitted disease? No, I don't know. Oh, Spotify transmitted disease. There you go. I like that better. Good job. There we go. <laughs> and uh, so that was our, our first commencement of the Bene James Arit. We reconvened in midseason, chatted about the first half of the season, what we thought so far, um, and, and had some maybe hot takes, maybe some... Uh, Less hot takes, but just very strong opinions, and and their everybody's opinion is valid and and worthy of being spoken about. Except James when he talks about Sasha Colby and the the ball. <laughs> but aside from that, no, we are joining for the third and final time. We're going to chat about the second half of the season. We're going to talk about the finale and um, give our thoughts on the season as a whole so let's dive right in um so we left off at the 200th episode and that was uh our ball spectacular that was the crystal ball so we move into 5050s most gag worthy stars um we had charo we had frankie grande we had love connie um what did y'all think about this uh, take on a 2020-esque interview experience for the girls? This was such a bad episode. <laughs> I am but so there sorry. Some, there were some moments. It was yeah, kind of designed just... to be a bad episode. They they took the most chaotic energy that has ever been on the show and put it all in one episode. <laughs> I think they just really need to stop doing reality TV shows on reality TV. Fair. Uh, and it's so nice being meta. Meta I on meta. It. Like, I, I honestly, I loved it. So, you know, the, 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 the reality is the closer the competition little mini games are to what drag queens might do in the real world. And I think there's ample, you know, evidence of drag queens hosting shows albeit maybe not morning shows but in light of like the most recent uh drag me to dinner and i mean you name it a million of these now um i kind of like when they go to that place so the mini game of a reality show within a reality show totally fine with the chaotic energy however (laughs) i think they were like uh i think in the hacking world it's called fuzz testing uh they were trying to like just completely throw weird shit at them and kind of love it. I, I, I love Connie. I did not know or did not remember her previous appearance. I listened to race chaser when they had her on, didn't know anything about her background. Didn't realize she was the 
bend and snap hairdresser from legally blonde. Like all of this was new information, I think to me, but um, I just, I just thought she was so interesting. And so I'm just still like kind of surprised that they brought her in like other than as that fuzz test, other than as a way to like completely throw them out of, uh, of their own uh, prepared uh, approaches. Uh, And as someone who's interviewed a lot of people, not too many who've had that kind of energy, but certainly a couple, I, again, I appreciate that as a challenge because it totally is. And uh, I don't know. I liked it. I was just going to say when, when Frankie Grande is the, like the normalcy in an episode, I think that may be too much chaotic energy for television. (laughs) I'll just say this. Love Connie is one of my favorite people that you can just throw into a room and you know, it's going to be a good time because she is just the, I'm just here to fuck shit up and have fun. I'm going to make fun of you and I'm going to do it wearing some tube top and a shake and go wig with a full (laughs) chest of body hair. And she's going to be the most esoteric bitch in that sewer grate doing it the entire time. Yeah. I did not know that love Connie was in legally blonde as well. Like I, I mean, I, I really didn't have much experience with love Connie outside of the, two appearances that they've made on drag race before. And I think they were both in season 10 uh, for some reason, like the big X on stage and um, the celebration of 10 years of drag race is coming to mind uh, for all that. Cause they had love Connie do the, an exercise mini challenge with the Queens. And then there was a performance at the finale. So I knew that chaotic energy. Uh, I thought that Lux did a good job. Like they're, I'm not necessarily Lux's biggest fan. I don't think that they're a bad queen. I think they're they are very talented, but not one that I resonate with often. But I thought Lux did a great job in the golf cart, matching, maybe not matching the craziness, but bringing their normalcy to a height that actually worked with the zaniness of love Connie and gave information and gave the viewers a, a, an extra bit. So I love that. I loved Sasha and Charo. Um, I did not love Sasha's wig in that, in that challenge whatsoever. <laughs> I think, I, I think Willem might've said it like uh, the, the, the camera people, the, the editors that just kept on deciding to show the wig in certain a- angles really was trying to do Sasha dirty in that challenge. It, Even it though she won like, it. It felt like she had brought, oh, had used that wig for something else and just turned it around. It probably. It looked like the one from the comedy challenge, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> which did not fit well either. I mean, granted, they're there for a while and, you know, Sasha had some big ass looks and a lot of, you know, stuff to put into luggage. So maybe that was just her. This is my, this is my, uh, Sunday church lady look, but not Jan Crouch wig. That was a different one. Yeah. Well, um, following up on your spoiler alert from six weeks ago, Sasha wins this episode. And I am personally of the opinion that Sasha could have had six wins this season. And I would not think this should have been one of them. <laughs> This win was designed to break Lucy. Oh, you, you mean this? This is this was, and every other episode that followed was designed to break Lucy. I mean, 
Yeah, but this was the most egregious, I think. Like, this should have been Lucy's win. It, yeah, well, that could be said several times later, too. But I, I just... Oh, I we'll get to that episode. Yeah, we got to get to the, the Lucy edit, whatever. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I do agree. It's not Sasha's best win, but I kind of don't remember any of them doing that much. I mean, Lucy, yeah, Lucy did as good, if not better. I think you're right. Yeah. And I mean, this was the episode where, uh, if you listen to Race Chaser, Willem gave the inside information, the behind the scenes tea that Mistress uh, threw a temper tantrum and uh, refused to do anything if they put her in the bottom two, uh, essentially nerfing any type of good television. And uh, yeah, that was the part where I was like, wow. Because honestly, that should not have been a Selena Malaysia lip sync. Like Malaysia would have gone home regardless, but that should have been a Malaysia mistress lip sync. And I felt I felt worse about that rigging of the bottom two than I did about Sasha getting a win over Lucy in, in this episode. Because I still thought that Sasha did a good job in the episode. So Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Um Moving on from there, we went into two queens, one choke. Speaking of the wig that got just keeps getting spun around, um, this was a weird one because they did it on an off number of queens sponsored by Bubbly, and they had to choose out of a tub of uh, what appeared to be ice, which we know probably was not ice. And one person was set aside as like the single out person, and they could either go solo. Or steal a partner. That person was Selena. She chose to take Mistress. Um, what did y'all think of a comedy show and then having a solo act in a pairs comedy challenge? I thought a pairs comedy challenge was a bad idea in the first place. I felt like the, the solo act was kind of the only one that didn't start hobbled. It was somebody better. It might have actually been good. I don't have a problem with the idea of it. I think, again, in a real world context, this is a thing that happens when you have two queens having to sort of pair off each other and feed. But uh, yeah, I, I did not. I was I, I was underwhelmed by the uh, the the results of this particular challenge. So, uh, I, and 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 again, I've said this before on in this this format, this show. I applaud Drag Race every time it tries something a little different, even if it doesn't work. I'm just glad they're trying and they're not just phoning it in like I think they have for many years in many ways. So I'm all for a failure in this case uh, or or a a, a qualified failure for sure. I'll just say this. If a queen can hold her own and she can go on stage and make everyone laugh in a Paris challenge and throw everyone in the dirt, go right ahead and do it. (laughs) This was not that strong of a a difference so um and i am pretty sure they knew that if any queen was going to go by themselves against anybody who's in pairs i don't think that anybody was prepared to do very well so and i mean that just as by themselves that that bore out in the results because nobody did very well including the ones that won and I was like, yeah. oh, so this is this is comedy. 
This is, however, the Chinkle Hut. The the failure of this episode gave us the best lip sync of the season. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um. Yeah. My girl. My girl. Including free Willy moment. <laughs> what? Well, free, Willy. free Willy. Willy professional. Free Willy. Oh my god. Oh yeah. When yeah. Uh, Anitra jumps over. Yep. I mean that was just so iconic. Was... Yeah, I like that. I okay. forgot about that. It was one of, it was one of the reactions that said Free Willy? Is that what it was? Yeah. Selena when Anitra jumped right over. Yeah, it cuts to the confessional for Selena, and she's like, she's like, Ooh, free Willy! And like does the hand motion of free Willy jumping over the boy. Oh my god. Yeah, now, that lip sync was phenomenal. When that lip sync started, and Anitra just walked to the back of the stage, you could see Marcia's face go, I'm fucked, but I'm going to have fun anyway. <laughs> I thought she overperformed what I thought she would do, though. I really was kind of like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. Go you. I mean, I shouldn't have thought that because she has a Broadway dancing background, so it's not like she can't dance. But we, I don't think we had seen it or we hadn't seen much of it. And I just, oh, she did good. I mean, it was close. I honestly, this is, is this this is the one. And I know Race Chaser said this. So, again, I'll give them all credit. This should have been a double save. But that was it never going to happen. Never going to happen. I, my thing with that is, like, I don't, I don't. We've so overused the double save that the double save doesn't mean much anymore. Yes, the lip sync was was really good, but I don't know. I was fine with it not being a double save. Um, and you know that the timing of this was done intentionally with the Rusical being the next episode because <laughs> they were going to take Marsha off of that playing field real quick before that happened, which is potentially then- why this was an odd-numbered person challenge when it could have easily been an even number person challenge. But I just have such a problem when, and, and again, I know it's unscripted, blah, whatever. I just hate when I see the machinations come through like that. Same thing with the uh, Lucy edit. Like I just, well, yeah. If we want to talk machinations though, Marcia shouldn't have even been in that lip sync. That should have been Sasha versus Anitra. Fair. Oh, totally. 100%. It could have been. But they knew but they, they weren't going to either one. Yeah, yeah, yeah they weren't going to risk sending or sending either one of them home. And yep. if they had plans to not do any eliminations this season, it wouldn't have worked. So they would have to put somebody like Marsha in the bottom at that point. And I mean, honestly, I laughed harder at Sasha's last two jokes than I did at Marsha's entire set. That they showed us. Granted, again, we're only seeing we are we are basing all of our critiques, all of our judgments, all of our our feelings and opinions on these challenges on the five to ten minutes that we see on the show versus the 30, 40 hour, you know, two hours worth of time that they're doing these things, depending on how many people and what challenge it is. So it's a lot for us to, you know, we're seeing what they want us to see. So, in my opinion, from what I saw on the show, like I chuckled at like Marsha's joke about, you know, where were you when you found out that you know everybody was lying to you about you know how good your makeup was? I was on TV, um, like that. That was cute, but that also reminded me of Jocelyn Fox in season six, where she did the the ADD drag queen and she's like, oh look, a rhinestone, 
And then completely just everything else after that was really flat in comparison. And that wasn't even a high high for her. That was just, that was a nice little chuckle. And then it was all like, okay, cool. That's how he felt about Marsha. Sasha, it was all really low. It was all like very low. And then I got, you know, some good chuckles out of the last, you know, couple of things that she said on stage. So Sasha's last couple of jokes felt like they went back and shot additional footage after the fact. To, to give them a reason not to put her in the bottom. It felt like she said, fuck this shit. Fuck my partner. She said, you know what? I got a couple of zingers in here. I'm going to throw these out before I go. These aren't even jokes that are meant for the, the challenge. These are just reads that I would normally say in the dressing room. Let's go. I'm yep. out. And I wasn't mad about it. And also, why were they stoners? I don't know. And not even good stoners. It wasn't, hey, 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 put your lighters up. Ow, God is in the house. But it wasn't that. Like, that at least yeah, has he, longevity he, in being funny for the wrong reasons. We saw Georges do it whenever, whatever season she was on 100 years ago or last year, depending on <laughs> your perspective. Um, like, when anybody who is not Laganja plays a stoner, I'm just like, what are you doing? It's never funny. It wasn't even that funny when the did it. But it is the test of time for how bad it was. I mean, it, it was funny, but not in the way that she intended it to be. But at least it made sense for her to play a stoner. True, but it ended also landed her in the bottom, which I think it, it, yes. it sent George's home, and it sent LaGancha home, and it almost sent one of these two home. Yeah, tip to any drag race, uh, future drag race contestants. Don't be a stoner in the uh, in the comedy challenge. Just don't. Play. <laughs> now that was or, or an acting challenge. Yeah, any Jax. any challenge. I feel oh, like I've been following exceptions, but yeah. Just who was uh, the one oh. drag queen that attempted to be broccoli? <gasps> oh, oh, oh my god! Was that Dahlia Sin? It was Dahlia. I'm a yes. fierce Brock ally. <laughs> <laughs> That was a much better reading than she gave on the show. Mm-hmm. And they still <laughs> Listen, tried to make that a thing the whole season. That bitch was... I mean, they kept her there and kept her in that broccoli outfit and put her in 14 more episodes. She was on longer than queens that were eliminated after her. That's ridiculous. She was and on yet, longer than Selena. Her name. <laughs> oh. Oh. She was on more episodes than Bob the Drag Queen, and Bob the Drag Queen won her fucking season. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Which just shows you how short season eight was. Um, which will never get finished on Race Chaser. The <laughs> shortest right. season of Drag Race. Like, almost, I, except for maybe season one. The shortest season of Drag Race, and it is taking them, like, three years to finish doing an episode-by-episode review of the season. Craziness. Craziness. Uh, but at least we get, I think we have one more episode of season eight before they switch over to all stars eight. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> from there, let's talk about it. I think this is a good, as good as any of a time to talk about Lucy LaDuca, the edit of Lucy LaDuca, the, um, breaking down of Lucy LaDuca and the, uh, unfair dismissal of. Lulu Laduku. 
as uh, I think it was Amethyst or Poppy Calder in that one episode. It's Wigloose, the Rusical. I feel like the transformation started in the interview episode, perhaps, but it was complete in the final, in the finale, when she came out on stage in that slightly modified horror. I don't, did she give a name for that that caricature? Of, it was Dragula audition outfit. That's right. And what especially haunts my... Lee ain't going to be the only Rue girl on Dracula. That's fair. <laughs> well, what's, what's haunting me the most is when the... So it's still ongoing, but the uh, Let Loose uh, challenge was happening. and <clears throat> A lot of people were playing that song. There was one that like backwards mask, like it played it backwards and you got that really devilish kind of sound... And and it has her coming out in that outfit from this up from the episode. And it just it haunts me. It's I love that song, but I think about that. And then when she came out in the finale as that Dracula or uh, Dracula as a uh, yeah Dracula, I just <laughs> sealed the deal. Anyway, so yes, let's 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 talk about how RuPaul's Drag Race likes to do queens dirty. Uh, this isn't the first time, but certainly probably one of those. I know while we're on Let Loose, though, am I the only one that listens to the recording of that song and is like, she sounds just like she did in the talent show when she was in the bottom. Like, she didn't have a bad day singing it. She's just bad at singing it. I don't think it's terrible. <laughs> I, th- I just don't think that she, in that song at least, there's not levels. She no. is up here the entire time during the song. I'm, and I'm loose. like, how do you sing that? <laughs> and obviously, not very well in person. She sings but that song like, with the energy of a 45-year-old white woman of three doing a two-step side-to-side with her wig flying in the wind. And her volume is fairness, the same the entire time. Energy and everything. I have to which say, is, that's pretty much her shtick. Yeah. Which is 100% great. If your name is not Lucy. Like I, Listen, I call me queen of the thunder. I'm taking over for Zeus. <laughs> I honestly have more of a problem with the lyrics than the actual like performance. You know, I think her songwriting or her, her, her song crafting. I don't know if she did it herself. She wrote it with somebody, whatever. It, the it's, person it's, who wrote it's, it is the same person who wrote uh Janice for Jan. <laughs> no, it's not. That'd yes, it is. Is it? Because <laughs> oh the, my god! <laughs> they, they released a version of "Let Loose" with all three of the girls that produced the song. Yeah, holy! With shit. her, one of which Andrew's was Jan. Angels. That's it. Explains so much. <laughs> which which is crazy because Lemon is the only one that got like like is Lemon's verse is the only thing that's like different about that song. Like Jan is just relegated to singing chorus. I was expecting yeah, it to of, feel of different. And like, I, yeah, I, I didn't like, understand is, it. One of these things is not like the others, both as a queen and in that song. If you told Lucy me, and Jan you told me Jan didn't show up, I would have, I'd believe you because I don't hear Jan at all in that song. Which is yeah. kind of good because Jan, most of Jan's like ability of singing is just belting high notes and a very distinctive tone that Simon Cowell wants to call screaming. So. So basically <sighs> you're saying that she just sounds like Lucy. Yeah. No, no. Lucy wishes she sounded that good. 
Jan has a very specific talent, but she has that talent. I have yet to hear any of that from Lucy. Maybe Lucy's talent is just being able to keep her like larynx open, just not for the right amount of time. Well, some of us have explored that talent in other ways. <laughs> As you grab yeah. yours on camera. Good for you. <laughs> so, I mean, in addition to Lucy's um, performance, whatever, do we all at least agree that um, there were decisions made to ensure she did not uh, get into the finals? Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to I'm remember okay back. that. But take that away from this for this the, the minute. Whether or not you agree with it or not is, is its own thing. But, but do you recognize that that is a thing that happened? Like, they... Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Okay. Because to me, again, that's when Drag Race really fails. And I know, again, unscripted entertainment, right? Uh, or unscripted reality, whatever the category is. But I just don't want to see the fingerprints. Like, I really want to somewhat believe that the best drag queen wins. And clearly they did in this case with Sasha winning. But I just, I don't. I don't see how Lucy doesn't end up in the same final four that uh, what's her name um, Lux or um, Mistress end up. To me, they're all in the same ballpark. Oh, but you should see it because Lux explained it on the runway. Oh my god! Ooh. Yeah, that that Lu- thing. Her tre- it, was, it was it was like she did that whole diatribe. She was absolutely right about every piece of it in that Lucy does what Lucy does very well, but you can throw a rock in New York and hit 10 Queens and do what Lucy does. Oh, I don't think it's just New York, but again, a, 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 I know several Queens like that in Orlando and, and in Seattle, but, but that's too, I don't agree. I think that that form of drag is valid and is even if it's more common i don't think it should be treated as like oh it's just common or it's what what, did she, what was the exact word she used um oh, i don't remember what she said i don't i don't remember i i've like so, taken that out of my memory bank because it was so not unique is how lucy took it which i yeah that's i think that's a fair read like she is there's nothing that she's doing that i haven't seen done before I've seen a Nitra. Also, say that forms, like oh, mistress. Mean, yeah, like mistress is a pageant queen. Uh, and uh, she mistress, does it well. Yeah, but I mean, like mistress, even I agree with you, but I, I don't know that we've seen what mistress is doing on Drag Race. Oh, yeah, we have. Yes, we have. I, I, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I, even I mean, if it's she wore one of Kylie's outfits same. just in her size. That we are looking at Mistress, and I, I said, I think in the beginning of the when we talked about the girls from this season, I said it was basically just Eureka mixed with Latrice. Because Latrice has that style of fashion, and Eureka has the audacity. Yeah. That's it. Well, and this is, this is the thing, 15 years in, it's very difficult to find com- like a, a cast full of new, fresh ideas or concepts or looks because one a lot of this a lot of the drag race family is incestuous because these girls are able to or or production will talk to the girls and they will get recommendations 
on who to bring onto the show. That's why you have somebody like um, Dax coming on after Violet one, because Dax is Violet's um, drag mom. You have the Mateos, you have, you know, all of these people that are drag mothers, sisters, cousins, like they, there's a lot of the same blood that flows through the looks and the, the drag of these, these contestants. And that's why I find it, I find it tough because I mean, honestly, a lot of what Lux was doing, Naomi Smalls did on this show in season seven and AS four um, mistress. Like I, I, I joke, but literally when the one win that mistress had like her runway, the puffer, please that pink and yellow, I swear that either Kylie wore it on the show or it's one of the outfits that she has, because I've seen that look before on Kylie Sonique love. Like there, so to turn around and single somebody out and say, oh, like, and read all of like these good things and then move on. And then, I mean, she started it with, it was a kiss kick. It was like, you know, she's good at what she does, but she's not unique. She's, you know, something that we've seen before. You could say the same thing for just about all of these queens. And that becomes less of a, a thing. And this is where um, I, I extremely agreed with, with Willem. That question doesn't need to be a punching down session. And I know that that's what it ends up being. And I think it was Sasha and Mistress were the only two that really didn't take that opportunity to punch down. They said, these two, this person's my biggest competition, or these two people are my biggest competition. Send them home. Like, th- that's who oh, I would say. But does anybody believe that if nobody punched down, they wouldn't make everybody go back and answer that question again? I mean, <laughs> you know, for sure. They want the drama. But yeah. at the same time, it's like they can only use what the queens will give them. You know what I mean? Like, if they don't do it, what's going to happen? Like, are they going to be like, okay, well, no, now you got to say something different? Like, it, it's not going to have that same feel. But the girls are, they don't know each other that well. And that's the other part is that people think, oh, they've been in this this situation for three months now. They haven't. They've been in it for less than three weeks. So they still right. don't know these girls all that well. They have the pressure of the competition, the pressure that they put on themselves so, of course, some of the girls are going to crack. And, of course, the, the girls are going to start punching down because they want to save their own ass at the end of the day. But also, if, if there's not another queen that's punching down, you're not going to get ten drag queens in a, or five drag queens in a room and not have somebody who wants to steal the spotlight enough to be that one that punches down. Well, that's why Lux did her whole fucking diatribe. That's that's all. That's the only reason she did all that shit was because she knew that it would be the moment that people talked about, and the fact that she went on this whole tangent instead of just saying, "This is why I think this person doesn't deserve to be here," or "This is why I think they need to go home." Like she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go down the line." She is a product of Drag Race, whether or not, no, no matter when she started her drag career, no matter any of that, her entire being and dragness is wrapped up in this show. She's a walking quote book. No. We we said it last time. She's the chat GPT of uh-huh. drag. Yep. Like, For real. Everything that comes out of her mouth is something that you've heard on the show before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I... It still boggles my mind how Lucy was put in the bottom in any way, shape, or form for Wig, for wig Loose. And I know that oh. they had in their mind who they wanted in the top. 
I know that. Like, and I know that it's a production thing, but goddamn. Like, and normally I don't, you know, normally I don't wholeheartedly agree when Brian talks about the, the, the production fingerprints on things because I get it. I understand it. Like, it doesn't bother me as much. This was one of those times where it was like, it's really so fucking obvious because that, that, that she was not going to get past this episode because for them to turn around and base a bottom placement from what we saw off of, oh, she didn't shine as much once she was in drag. She blew everything out of the water for 97% of the, the performance, but that last 3% was just... A hundred percent, you know, not even like a failing grade. It was just, it was just, it was just great. Not amazing. It was like when they wanted and to put Tina Burner, like get rid of Tina Burner for fucking up that, like that last line after being amazing in social media, the Rusical in her season. Oh, I forgot about Tina Burner. This was totally the same thing. If, and, if Tina Burner had been sent home that episode, it would, it literally would have just been history repeating itself. And to add insult to injury to all of that. To then make Anitra the winner, and I swear when I watched that episode, I was like, what did Anitra do? Like, I love Anitra, and I know that I will stand up for that bitch whenever, but I looked at the show, and I was like, are they just giving this to her? Yeah. And then I realized, This is one that I would have been okay with Sasha winning this one, because at least Carl was entertaining. Oh, yeah. Like, I did not remember anything that Anitra did. But at the same time, they were like, you are so moving. You are so good. And I was like, you came out and you did what? Well, and the thing is, like, if it was, if they had to sing the parts, if they, if it was, like, even if they had to record it and lip sync to themselves doing it, and she had that emotion and there was that rawness in her voice that was being recorded, like that was being played as she was performing, but they're lip syncing to other people's words. It didn't like it just didn't have that same impact. Like James and I and, and, and his partner Dan and we were all at um at Meeting House watching this episode and we kept on kind of looking at each other going, Okay, who's gonna be in the bottom? Because they're all doing well. And then when they when they announced Anitra as the winner, we were like, What? And then they announced um Lucy in the bottom, and we were just like, What? I mean, we all knew what was gonna happen, but like it was so confusing. And and that's, that was that where, is definitely what's up. Was this the episode where she came out in that like really disgusting like latex runway? Yeah, it was the latex runway, right? The creature from the black. Yeah, Lagoon. The, no, the, that the was the where, episode before. Oh, okay, because that's, no, so that's, she sent Selena home on that one. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, no, no, no. no I'm sorry. Was, no, you're right because no, Lucy didn't go home on this episode. Selena okay, did. Good, because, My apologies. Yeah. Yes, because I'm in her giant gloves. Yeah, but then, that I loved. I love them too. But this is the episode where um, I took the I took a screenshot of what Lucy was wearing, and then I showed a picture to Pat of the um, dinosaur from Jurassic Park that spits acid, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "Spot the difference." <laughs> but like I didn't at the same hate time, look. I didn't either. But like. A, if, like, first off, I was trying to be funny, but also second off, that was the most exciting part about her that entire episode. Yeah. It was the fact that I could make that connection, but also at the same time, I just... And then, real quick, without looking, does anybody remember what Anitra was wearing that it, 
that it, episode? Um, no, Wait, it was gloves. It was it was the blue thing, and she had the lasers on her hands. Oh, I forgot oh, the lasers yeah. with her with her <laughs> G antenna on her ear. One of the fourteen she wore this season. Yeah, that with the exception of Sasha on that runway. And I will even I will even give Selena her props because at least she had gloves. <laughs> like nothing else on that runway read as a glove look to me. No. And I will I will die on the hill of with Willem. And I feel I feel better because I I I fall in line with this this opinion. Casts are not gloves. Are not gloves. No. I'm one hundred percent with you. Yeah. Yeah. I I no, but Sasha's look on that runway, the baseball gloves, oh, fucking stunning. In the, but I, in I, the I will say of, this. Oh, gif. In the words of Willem, Versace, what the fuck? I will say this though: after that episode, after that lip sync, I cannot listen to or I cannot hear running up that hill. Without <laughs> seeing Bob the Dry Queen in that outfit with the intercut portion of Selena yelling, Eat my ass, faggot, about Ross Matthews. Oh my god. Did did anyone just... ever get to the bottom of that whole thing? Because I know Willem and them were conspiracy like they were they were uh, coming up with these conspiracy theories that it was a, to sell like stuff for raw. I don't know. Did anyone find out in the backstory? quote-unquote, on Twitter and say, oh, we've, we've talked privately and everything is good. I love I love her. I love him. Mm. Great. Yes. Because otherwise she would not be brought back for an All-Stars or, or they would not want to work with her. I guarantee you that's what yeah. it is. I don't think it was anything about selling uh, product for Ross's uh, ugly-ass uh, <laughs> glittery clothing line. That's all sold out anyway. Oh. Like all that shit sold out. Like it's not like he needs extra sales on that. It's not like Selena is putting out a shirt that says "Eat my ass, faggot." Although I <laughs> would that be great? I probably buy it. <laughs> it's 
but I literally I think, think she was would. in her feelings. Yeah. I have a tangent. Is this a good time? So did we realize, I know, I think I realized late, uh, Carson Cressley was not there for most of the season. Did we yeah, realize this? COVID. Did we talk yes. about this? No, because at the time, the last time we recorded, he was still kind of around or maybe he had just started not being there. Yeah. But um, it wasn't as noticeable. I had realized that towards the end, I was like, we're really just getting Ross Matthews and T.S. Madison right now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand it. But yeah, apparently he uh, tested positive for COVID and I they just, told him not to yeah. <laughs> come back on set. Well, and it makes sense, and it all tracks, but it's just one of those things where they didn't, they didn't even acknowledge it. It was just, nope, that that happened. And then I'm just glad he actually made it for the finale. I was like, oh, he's alive. He's still there. That's, I mean, you know, I didn't miss him too it much. Like eight but months I, later, he he recovered. No, but hey, listen, you get older, <laughs> like you know, just don't know how it's going to work out. But um, yeah, no, I've just, uh, I, I think I missed Carson a little bit because we got so much Ross. <laughs> yeah, I look you know. pretty good for yeah. a dead bitch. Ah! <laughs> Come through, Morgan. Uh, uh, so then let's skip on over to the teacher's makeover, the final five episode where we get the teachers, we get, uh, I guess, a little bit of sabo, a little sabotage. And uh, a a a makeover challenge. Any it, honestly, I don't think to me anything major stuck out of this episode. But was there anything that you all thought was is is kind of noteworthy coming out of this one? Um, I haven't heard anything. But the thing that I kept thinking through the whole episode was, I hope none of these teachers get any backlash for this, given all that's happening right now in the yeah. news. Um, my boyfriend is a middle school teacher, um, and is very visibly gay in a county where there is a very, like, large disdain for this. And, um, he has had no issue. It's very weird. Like, talking about anything with his students, like, anything, he's very visibly, he has queer students, he has trans students. Um, now my other friends who teach in like Kentucky, um, are told by their administration, please do not tell anybody because you will, you will, you will not have a job. And it's not because we don't want to, we, we want to fire you. It's, we will get murdered. So some of these teachers, I was like, please, for the love of God, like continue to do this. And like, I love you. I hope when this airs that you are safe. Agreed. I say one of the things that I, I love that did come out of this episode was um, Mistress's teacher, Madame Thang, or uh, Madame Thang. I, I think that's what her drag name was. Um, she had shared her like her Amazon wish list for her class uh, on Twitter. And Mistress ended up sharing it and kind of did a, a little bit of a push to to get that, you know, to get the list out there. And pretty much everything, like within a week, like all of her, that list and then some had been purchased by people and, and sent to um, to her teacher. So I thought that was fantastic. Um, it is it is sad 
to think that we have to worry about the health and safety of these people who, um, and some of them are just not, you know, queer teachers that are, you know, we have to worry about even them getting backlash. You know, it's not just, and it's not just the queer teachers that were a part of this, this episode, but any of them because of the sentiment around, around drag at this point. And, and it's, it's just, it's sickening that this is, and not in the good way, not in the Alexis Mateo way, um, that that's even a thought that has to enter your mind from all of this. But, Other than that, really, kind of a uh, it was a heartwarming but but uneventful episode. Yeah, and I felt like they could have they could have put any two of these looks in the bottom or had any one of the five wins except for Lux. Like I didn't think any of them stood out. Jennifer Coolidge it looked Lux pretty, didn't. but it it did not it did not work. Not as a not yeah, as a family right. resemblance Lux challenge, at least. <laughs> Uh, but that was the the end of Lucy's run on the show, unfortunately, and uh, yeah. she finally got to they they finally let loose Lucy Laduca. Oh, that was uh, but that takes us to, <laughs> that takes us to uh, the penultimate uh, episode that matters because we did have the reunion episode, but who really cares? Well, wait, did uh, this blame actually, on the edit? Did the blame it on the edit actually matter in the in the long run? I mean, it gave Sasha more money. <laughs> That's about all. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And we got a very and forgettable win under her belt. Video. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, I guess I'm still a little annoyed because like I, this whole mystery, if it'll be a top four or top three is, it's not even a mystery. It just feels arbitrary. Yeah. Did anybody think they were actually going to eliminate somebody on yeah, that episode? So rather than do bit. that, do a double save earlier and, I don't know. I just, I think I'm a little bitter about that. And then Lucy, I, I just, yeah, this episode, I could, I couldn't care less about this episode. The video is boring. Uh, the song was, I, I don't know. I just, this episode, I, I just don't, I don't even, not worth it. Don't watch it. Skip, skip ahead. <laughs> Am I wrong? Did, did anyone really have a moment from this episode that like stood out to them? Um, Sasha talking so about I her family. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, but also the um, the audacity the audacity of we all sitting here were like Lucy's edit and they're like bitches want to blame it on the edit and I'm like yeah we do actually <laughs> we do yeah like there, there there's not just yeah. like verified pr- there is verified proof that the edit is some of the reason and here goes RuPaul I'm gonna capitalize off of all of your disdain have fun. She d- she literally does drink the ears of her t- the tr- tears of her enemies. I mean, like, yeah, it's now everybody say love. <laughs> it's definitely it definitely feels a little toned up in in a season where a lot of this shit has been happening in the uh, the post production. But so that said, aside from the fact that this episode did not move any story forward. I did enjoy them getting back to doing an actual music video instead of that weird, like semi-stage thing they've been doing the last few seasons. Yes, you're so lucky. You're you're you're, you're, you're so lucky. Michael Jackson estate will be filing a lawsuit shortly about it. God, for real, because that literally um, was just like it was scream. I mean, I will scream, say this: so much. if Glee can do it, absolutely verbatim. 
but like also during a moment. Oh, but the, it was just like so. There's there's really interesting law around this because you can you can sing a song verbatim without paying any royalties. It's when you start sampling that you have to start paying oh, royalties. I didn't even think they started sampling songs or interpolating anything. They didn't actually sample the song, but they they fully lifted the whole video. But like Glee, Glee can do all of those songs because they are no. Covers I was talking about the, the original songs. The set design was uh, fair, but sure. But they also did it in the context of a TV show, not a music video that's based on another music video. <laughs> I will say this for it being a music video. I hate the fact that when you go to watch it on YouTube, it still includes the fucking like first 15 seconds of RuPaul and the girls on stage were say, and now the world premiere of, of my music video for blame it on the edit. Like why include that? Just have the fucking thing start at the beginning. Like, I don't understand. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't come here to watch Ru introduce the video. I saw that on the episode. I just came here to listen to Sasha's verse. Her eight bars that it, she did. Over and over Over and over. Literally the only thing I listened to in that entire thing. Bad bitch body. I don't come to play. Oh, sorry. What? Oh, and the, the first time that visual popped up, I audibly guessed. The, bar, uh, the barbed wire? Or what? No, no, no. The alien the one? Alien book. So good. So good. I didn't like it as much in color. Like it read really well in black and white. Yeah. But it's like a purple, like purple and yellow. I think in uh, in full color. The, the uh, I saw some footage, like uh, the behind the scenes footage of filming it. It read mm-hmm. so much better in black and white. But and then her tribute to Pam Anderson is barbed wire. Just Anitra oh, yeah. said it best. I think I'm a lesbian now. <laughs> Sasha's so hot. I think I'm a lesbian. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and Anitra was low-key the funniest person on this season. Very much so. And I don't think even she realizes it realizes it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with you on that hundred percent. She definitely had some great um is a lot of it felt like a lot of deadpan humor, and that just tickled me very much. Oh, my, my favorite moment of the entire season was her looking directly at the camera and going, does that seem fair to you? I love that they use that out of context before the commercial to make it seem like it was a bad thing for her. And that it was just that her saying, me versus Spice in a lip sync. Does it seem fair to you? Because no, she would have she would have literally just set her on fire. She would have just, it would have should have combusted and been set on fire. Paprika would never have yep. made it out of that stage. Anywho. Um, yeah, so Sasha ends up uh, winning that. More money. Gotta love it. And uh, we don't have a top three. We have a top four. Uh, do we have anything to say about Reunited? Aside from say, okay, white girl, I don't remember that. But here's the thing, though: is like that's yeah, that the most awkward. we saw of her. Yeah, the, in the, the entire episode, yes. Yeah, yeah. She's still got more screen time than Robin Fierce. Mm-hmm. 
Robin Fierce's mom got more screen time than Robin Fierce in that episode. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 I think the only thing I cared about in the um and not surprising anyone who's listened, uh Irene's outfit. Uh I love her outfit and it just also reminded me that she was cut uh way, 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 way too soon. Um, but uh agree. And I, I loved her outfit, but I also was tickled by how it is so not meant to be set on a stool <laughs> in. Yes. Oh my god. It was so awkward trying watching her try to navigate oh the stool. Anyone who has ever handled anything 3D printed, also just imagine that enveloping parts of you and just oh, shudder in terror. Um uh, yeah. Uh oh, there was something else and I forgot. But yeah. Justice for Irene and Lucy. <laughs> The die on those hills. My favorite video uh, that a, a, a drag race YouTuber did after that episode. Um, I think if you wanted to look it up, I believe it's titled um, either through the eyes of Sasha Colby or the reunion through the eyes of Sasha Colby. <laughs> and literally anytime it's not a clip where, or, where Sasha isn't on screen, there's just this giant blue hue around the edges of the screen because Sasha went old school drag and had on those giant blue contacts. And it just tickled me. It just tickled me. Um, but let's, let's wrap up the season with the grand finale. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the episode. Did any of Aside from the final lip sync and the crowning, what stood out, Brian? What stood out to you from that? Whether it was the Queen's looks, um, Orville Peck and Leland singing to girls not swaying properly, (laughs) to individual performances. What what stood out to you from the finale? I already mentioned Lucy's full transformation to Emperor Palpatine. So I think we're good there. Um, Devon Gray's going to be so mad she's coming for her gig. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but I think what was odd, and, and maybe you guys can help me, my memory's horrible on these things. Was it normal that like the two would just be eliminated sort of just suddenly out of, for, for just not no reason, but just like, oh, now we're down to the final two. And did they skip a step? Did we miss something? Is that normal? It felt like they normally would get to say thank you and I've had such a great time on the season or something like that. And this was just like, no, nope, well, and out. didn't one season <laughs> go sync with didn't Leland. one season they had like the lip sync off. And I, I remember, I think it was Sasha's and they had the wheel and they, uh, they kind of winnowed it nine, down tournament style. Oh yeah, they did get it. Nine through, but they did not get that last oh, okay. nine through 13 had the lip sync smackdown for the crown, which had the wheel Paired off, it was three total lip syncs. That changed. Um, well, actually, I can't even say through thirteen. Well, twelve was twelve was its own beast because you know that's the one that they did on Zoom, so it was a little bit different. Um, but through thirteen, they had the lip sync breakdown. Fourteen last season, they did it in Vegas. They had all five. They it became a hybrid of old school. Uh, where it was the individual performances and then a crowning and then the lip sync SmackDown. And um, they, uh, 
they kind of transformed it into a hybrid where they had all the girls do individual performances and then they had the roulette or the slots wheels come up and show who the final two were. And that was Camden and Willow Pill. So this year was just a little less Vegasy because they weren't in Vegas. They, they were back to doing this in LA and they had them do their individual performances and then just announced a top two and done. Sashay away to uh, you other bitches. So question to the expert on the, the format changes to drag race. Is this, has the reunion always been longer than the final episode? <laughs> yes. Right. So, um, no, they're so from one through three, it was the same length four through eight. It was part of the finale. There wasn't a separate reunion. They had them talk to Rue during the show because all they had were the individual performances or not. And in some cases, not even that wasn't until like seven and eight. Um, but literally they would just do everything else. They would do all the reunion stuff and then crowd the winner. Um, and then nine from nine through 15 or current, they do the same length episode for a reunion as they do the finale. So both of them were an hour and a half. But the reunion, the reunion was two hours this year, wasn't it? Like I watch it without com- commercials, so I don't know how long anything actually is. But I feel like it was an hour twenty versus a, an hour even without commercials. Let's we'll double check. Um, it did feel yeah. longer, but if that's the case, this would have been the first year where it was, um, where it was longer, because it usually is just the same time slot. Uh, it's just its own separate thing versus the the finale episode. But yeah, they they this year's also been weird because they had there was all the stuff between having real uh, real friends of WeHo um, or Arfo We Arfo WeHo uh, in Dan speak, uh, and then they had that, <laughs> and then um, they had that art show. So the art show may have ended. Or they may not have had it on that week, so they had extra time. But MTV's kind of been MTV's been all over the place this season with time frames and the edit I'm, for the show. I'm going to blame Todrick <laughs> Hall for the fact that neither nor Mistress got to give their goodbye. Yeah, God. yeah, I, I, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. We can blame Todrick for pretty much anything. But yeah, anything else that that, that stuck out to you, Brian? No, I that that the rest is fine. I mean, Sasha was amazing, but y'all talk about that, I'm sure. James, what about you? What uh, what stuck out to you? What were some uh, some high points from this uh, finale? So, um, can we just talk about how Malaysia just got um, miscongeniality? Like, is does the does can you explain? Does that just did that confuse anybody? So evidently, it's sometimes the queen's choosing, sometimes production, and this was production. I don't, I don't one hundred percent believe that. What I'm, what I'm starting to piece together from a conversation that Bob had with Monet on sibling rivalry, they are asked for like two choices for Miss Congeniality. So I guess they can choose either of the two that um, get the most votes to potentially push a storyline so i can kind of 
understand where Willem, because I'm assuming we're all getting this other piece from uh, Willem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we all listen to Race Chaser. Who would not? Um, yeah. I mean, for real. But I don't. But then Mistress also went on Twitter. And I mean, granted, this is somebody from the season and said that, like, we voted for Miss Congeniality. So, you know, like, if you have a problem with it, like, we're the ones who, who chose, like, who voted for it. Which is so or different. Some shit like that to defend Willem it. said, like, she thought that, like, didn't Mistress, like, pitch a spit? And wouldn't be in the same, wouldn't be on stage when the Mistra when a, a baby doll was doing her. Th- I mean, I. But I think that was because there. she that was because she didn't get picked for top two. Oh, okay, she was okay. salty about being cut because I think that oh. was filmed after oh. that because they didn't apparently they didn't know that that's what was going on when they all came out, and then they just got eliminated. And Mistress thought she was going to be top two and was salty as fuck. What a what a shit show. I mean, I know production and live stuff, it, it's it's all very hectic and insane, but this just sounds like such a shit show. Uh. Yeah, it just felt wrong for them to cut those two and then make them go stand <laughs> yes. on stage with the other losers in the season. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> well, I mean, and I could see them needing to vote for two people because from this standpoint, if let's say everybody voted for Sasha, Sasha can't... I don't think Sasha can win congeniality and the season no she so can't. if it was sasha and malaysia malaysia then would get the win for congeniality so that's my my thought process. but also why why can't <laughs> sasha be miss congeniality <laughs> because i think she because honestly she should be she was ever she was everyone's but mother here's, here's the thing you can't be in your winning era and your congenial era at the <laughs> same time <laughs> Those eras can't overlap. Sasha oh, could God. go in her own eras tour and be congenial and a winner all at the same time. <laughs> Jamie, what uh, what highlights do you have coming out of this? So, low light. I really wish that we could have seen the performance that Anitra intended before she broke the dancer. <laughs> same. True. True. Do yes. we know how she broke the dancer? I didn't see the any of the video. I just heard this. Apparently, there was a move that where she swings off of the dancer, and he went down on his <laughs> knee somehow. And oh, I, I thought like they had to re-choreograph everything. Yeah, they had a half an hour to re-choreograph the other yeah. all four performances. I thought that um he was like kneeling, kind of like in a like a proposal, like one knee on the ground, one knee up, and she went to step on his leg to like either like kind of perform whatever move, and his knee buckled and and went out oh i had not heard that yeah what i heard was that there was a big move that got cut because it was what hurt yeah hurt this dancer and as a result i kind of felt like anitra's performance was a little underwhelming but then not any more underwhelming than the two that got (laughs) cut yes so i i feel like sasha didn't even need to do the lip sync for the crown because she won it on the but thank god she did right because that oh my god how how did she transform what looked like feathers when she walked out into it into a bearskin rug <laughs> right <laughs> i'm gonna stay silent here oh controversial uh take
Man of his word. Silent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I loved it. I really, and I mean, I, I, there's part of me that's that iconoclastic. I don't want to like the thing that everybody else likes. So I think I fought the Sasha thing for a little bit, even though I totally shouldn't have. And I knew better, but this, like the fact that she came out and it was bare, bare skin, like, or, you know, the best nude illusion I've ever seen. So pretty much, yeah, I think bare skin and showing all of her body in, in, and the transformations to get there. I mean, yeah, they weren't like, these crazy reveals like, uh, you know, a Sasha Velour style magic trick, but still uh, for a trans woman to be that bear on screen winning drag race. And that moment, it was, uh, it was, it, it was, it was so great for that, for that alone, but also she's just a hell of a performer. So I was, uh, yeah. And I, I got scared on that second reveal that, that whatever is supposed to happen with that dress wasn't going to happen. <laughs> When right. she did that to the to the beat of like knock 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 on wood and then the the dress fell off I was like bitch <laughs> bitch but that was honestly that was nothing in comparison to goddess her coming out like yeah, as yeah. Medusa with the 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 snake tail and paying so much homage to her continental performance with the dancers and the hair and, and all of that, the even I didn't realize the next snap isn't a drag race thing that she's done that. That was in her performance, the same performance at continental. Oh, it just got like repurposed hmm. into the, um, uh, the, the afterlife episode when she was God. And then like to have that incorporated, like, all of that and then when she won she looked at her scepter and pointed at it the same way she looked at and pointed at the miss continental statuette that they win like there was so much callback to her winning continental and her continental performances in this episode it was incredible like Mm -hmm. it just yeah absolutely incredible and I can't not go a day without at some point in my head go or sometimes out loud going G O D D E S S. That bitch is a goddess. It just, it, it's just how I, it's just my life now. It's just my life now. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, we only have a, a few minutes left here to uh, wrap this up. Let's do uh, just a final thought on the season, what you thought overall from uh, from everything that we've experienced over the past couple of months. James, in in one final statement, what did you, what did you think of uh, this season, season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race? Long, hard, and way too fucking drawn out. But good for Sasha Colby. Uh, I'm really, really excited to see uh, Anitra win All Stars. I could see it. It all depends on who they put her on a season with, but I could definitely see Anitra taking an All Stars, an All Stars victory, and I really, I'd be really excited about that for sure. Jamie, what about you? Final thought on uh, season fifteen. Um. Anitra called it in the first episode when Sasha Kobe walked in and she said, should we all just go <laughs> home now? And it turns out, yeah. <laughs> True. True. 
Brian, final thought on season 15? Uh, let loose. <laughs> I'm a queen of the thunder. I'm taking yep. over for Zeus. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, it's Sasha Colby's supremacy. It's, uh, there were points where I, I definitely thought that it was overly bloated and, uh, things that didn't need to happen. Um, I definitely think that they need to have learned some lessons. And then when I say they, I mean, MTV, um, about having the show on the, on this network of all of them. And uh, hopefully that gets fixed for season 16. Um, but overall, I was really happy with the top two. I think the right top two were there. Um, if Anitra had won, I'd have been sad because I really sad. wanted Sasha Colby to win. But I, I could have understood it and I would have been okay with it. And I would have thought it was great. Um, but yes, I'm excited to see Anitra, the girl who walked in not wearing a wig because she didn't have money and wigs are expensive for her to now be this big of a star, get them, get them dollars from them bookings and then, and, and just elevate and evolve into the next version of Anitra that will be even more amazing on our TV screens. But better James. Wait, nope. Nope. Yes. Time out. Time out. I forgot one oh, more yes. thing. Jinx fucking <gasps> monsoon. Yes. Oh my God. Of How course. do we forget about her singing with the live band on the stage? Yep. Nope. You're right. So fucking so good. good. Yep. Well, now on that note, Ben and James, thank you so much for uh, recapping, recapping the entirety of season 15 with me over the last couple of episodes that we've done. Um, find us all online. Check us out. Uh, flameonshow.com. Patreon.com forward slash flameonshow. And until we meet again, bye, bitch. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 